As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hello and welcome to a special episode of the Athletic NBA Show. I'm Dave DeFore, joined by my buddies Joe Varden, who you can't see if you're watching on YouTube. He's audio only. And Will Guillory. Uh, both of these guys have been out in Las Vegas covering Team USA's minicamp. Will, I think they sent you home and somehow Joe Varden gets sent to Spain. And we're talking to him from the United <laughs> Lounge. Uh, I don't know how Joe me got much that as they deal. Love Joe. I mean, listen, everybody <laughs> loves Joe. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it's good to be on. I mean, I'm uh, I'm looking at the uh, skyline, the New York skyline here from the uh, Newark Airport uh, United Lounge. So, not a bad view. I think it's it's better that I not be seen anyway. Well, yeah, heard heard better than seen. Um, That's right. Well, guys, let's jump right into it. Uh, Team USA, biggest uh, story was that, uh, you know, they lost a couple scrimmages. But uh, the the big news to come out of camp was that everyone felt like Jaron Jackson was sort of the standout guy from the camp. Um, Defensive player of the year guy uh, going into FIBA. No, no three seconds in the paint defensively, is he just going to terrorize the rest of the world? If he's on the court, that's kind of the trick with him, right? Like the foul <laughs> trouble, only five fouls in, in international play. So, I mean, between, I guess with the five fouls being a potential issue, but no three seconds, I mean, he could still have high impact even in only 20 minutes. Cause remember it's only a 40 minute game. Yeah, I think it's interesting because it, it can it can kind of go both ways for Jaron because you can also say the international game is a little bit more physical. They'll allow him to be a little bit more handsy, especially he's a guy who can defend on the perimeter. So if you switch him out on the smaller guys, you know, he can get away with certain things that he doesn't get away with in the NBA. Uh, but I think you saw in that Puerto Rico game that his shot blocking is going to be huge for this team, just his ability to, to block shots with both hands. He times it so well at the rim. Uh, I think you know, his defensive abilities can really stand out 
in an international game. And I think offensively, we saw him really make some improvements last year with the Grizzlies that I think I saw a little bit during my time in Vegas, uh, uh, where his ability to roll and just have touch around the rim, uh, I think is going to be big for what happened guys like Halliburton and Jalen Brunson at the point guard who can get him easier shots. So, yeah, you can really see him being a huge part of this team's success. And Joe, you know, international basketball is kind of an inside out game. Is Jaron going to be as useful offensively stretching the floor? I mean, it seems like having a post presence would be important for Team USA. Is he going to be able to provide any of that when he's playing the five? Well, I mean, I know that he certainly intends to, and they love him for that very reason, that he's a guy that they could throw the ball into. It's something that Team USA, they don't feel like they've had uh, in a while. Um, but it, we got to go back to the fouls thing for a minute. I mean, he led the NBA in fouls at like 3.58 per game or something like that. And as we know, as you've said, it's a six in the NBA, it's a six foul game in FIBA, it's only five. But when I was talking about it, this with him the other day he made the point that he picks up a bunch of fouls too with the ball in his hands um that he gets called for charges he gets called for those kinds of things you know because he uses possessions with the grizzlies um and i think that that is where he needs to be careful you know he is a stretch five well i mean he's a four but for the usa he's going to play the five and he, he does shoot threes. Um, he'll certainly get the opportunity to do that. But he needs to be careful leaning into the defender with the ball in his hands. Um, you know, he likes to take that angle towards the rim where he is um, the other side. Like, he's beyond vertical. He's leaning towards the rim. Uh, and he's got to be careful there because, again, if you only have five to work with and he's going to be chasing the shots that he's chasing um, – he needs all five of those fouls on the defensive end. And against Puerto Rico, he had already had three fouls uh, by like the 830 mark of the third period, um, you know, uh, against a better team that, that puts them in trouble. So um, he's they're going to use him offensively. He gives them things that Team USA hasn't had in a while, but he's got to be careful when he does have. Yeah, I mean, look, they have Greece in their group, and that's a seasoned team that, I mean, has been together for a while. They have a lot of continuity, and they're physical. So if he tries to match that physicality, I mean, there's a world in which he is in foul trouble pretty early. And if he's in foul trouble, Team USA is in big-time trouble because it's not like they have a ton of guys to replace him, Will. Yeah, I think that's the the spot where you see probably the least depth on this team is at the five spot. Because uh, yeah, even though Bobby Portis had like a really good game in, in, against Puerto Rico and the, the fans in there were screaming Bobby the whole game, which was hilarious. But I think, you know, Bobby's a little smaller compared to some of the fives you'll see in this tournament. And they also have Walker Kessler, who's a younger guy. Uh, not sure you can really throw him in, in those big moments and really know what you're getting from him. Uh, so, yeah, they're going to need Jaron Jackson to be in the game, play these big moments, be in there during these fourth quarters and Joe's exactly right that he's got to be smart with the way he defends because we know he jumps you know on pump fakes a good bit that gets him in trouble uh like I said he could be a little bit handsy when he's defending smaller guys on a perimeter uh so they're going to need him to be smart 
and, and be, you know, in during those big moments. Because uh, we know this team wants to run. They they want to, you know, be take risks going after steals and stuff like that so they can get out in transition. And that's going to leave him exposed a good bit, you know, covering the rim. So he's got to be smart with the way he's defending. Because uh, I think we, we saw a little bit of Paulo Bancaro at the five as well in that Puerto Rico game. I don't know if you can get away with that against some of these experienced teams you're going to see in the FIBA tournament. Uh, so, yeah, him being in the game and playing smart is going to be extremely important for this team um you know I, just quickly ask you guys if you know jaron was the standout guy for the team but what about you guys like joe who stood out to you in, in the mini camp there in, in vegas well it's hard to get away from Cade cunningham who as we all know is the guy not on the team um but he was just so breathtaking with his performance on in the friday scrimmage uh, Steve asked Jamal Mosley, who coaches the U.S. select team that Cade's on, um, to use Cade as though he was Luka Doncic uh, to get ready for the Slovenia game, which is actually coming up here on Saturday. Um, and Cade just dominated. There wasn't anybody on the floor for Team USA. He could stay in front of him. Um, he got to the rim. He was great in the mid-range. He was moving it all over the place. Like He was running the high pick and roll with uh, Jaron Duran. Um and uh, Jalen Williams, and, it, and he was awesome. So, you know, that's not really – I mean, it is an answer no, to your No, that's a guy who stands out, in, yeah. <laughs> he was involved in camp, but when I think about this 12, um, you know, Jaron's one, but then I think about the depth at the point guard position. Um, Jalen Brunson and Tyrese Halliburton are very different, but wow, do they complement each other. And uh, Halliburton is moving it all over the place. He had 12 assists uh, against Puerto Rico. And then before that, he was just moving it at will against uh, against the select team. And uh, they really liked that coming off the bench. So um, I'm going to say uh, very positive movement um, by both point guards. I, I will. Uh, I want to point out, you know, you wrote a piece that kind of answered the question that was on a lot of people's minds. I thought Cade Cunningham should have maybe made this team um, and it feels a little presumptive, but you know, we need some big guards. Like you mentioned potentially running into Luka Doncic and this Greece team also has a couple guys who are, have some size, but it's a load management issue. You know, he he's had this, this shin issue last season. They don't, they don't really think he's quite ready to be ramped up to that type of competition i mean is this something that we're going to be seeing with Cade cunningham that goes into next season where maybe he's slated to be on a load management schedule for the year yeah i think so i i i just that's the way that the nba is trending anyway and so um i i don't expect him trying to play 82 or even 75 games i mean i think they're going to be cautious with him um, as they continue this rebuild so, you know, when you think about him with Team USA, like he he looks I mean, he hasn't played in front of anybody who's watching, you know, since before the surgery. Um, so to see him look like that, you know, you, you just had to wonder. But he he told me that that he wasn't quite ready to be fully engaged in all practice, all travel, all all the time. And those 12 guys are. Um, so in fairness to his rehab and in fairness to Team USA, he just thought that he would do the um, that he would do the select team, but but the fascinating thing is that they offered him a spot anyway. That they said, wow. you know, that, that they wanted him on this team. Um, so that it shows, I think, what they think of him in general, and then also like he's he's definitely got a future in red, white, and blue. 
Yeah, I mean, playing for the select team is a good first step to to playing in the Olympics, and I'm sure we'll see him in at least one, maybe a couple. All right, well, so who stood out to you in, in the camp? Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. That's not yeah, Jaron Jackson right or there. Kate Cunningham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm right there, Joe, and I would say not just Kate Cunningham, but I think the Kate Cunningham, Jalen Duran combo, I think you saw a lot of them running pick and roll in some of these scrimmages, and Joe saw, saw a lot more than me. Uh, but from the little bit I saw, those two had really good chemistry, which surprised me because they didn't really play together a whole lot just because K missed so much time last year during, you know, Jalen Duran's uh, rookie season. And I think, you know, I remember walking in the gym the first time, and, and I kind of leaned over to Joe, and I said, man, Jalen Duran is freaking huge. Like, he looks so big for a young dude. And I think, Dave, correct me if I'm wrong, I think he's still 19. 19, right? Uh, yeah, he's I mean, young. just a really, really young dude. He's you can see how much he's kind of grown after one year in the NBA. Athletic was making plays above the rim. I think those two guys as a combo, I'm really interested in more going into next season after watching them up close. And, and I think also, I, I, I don't think not necessarily one guy, but I would say the Anthony Edwards, Mikael Bridges ability to, to defend on the perimeter. I think that's going to be huge for this team USA squad, just because Bridges is just so long and Anthony Edwards brings that physicality at the point of attack. And, and like I said, whenever you see team USA, they want to run, they want to get out and transition and use their athleticism and i think that's going to be key for them to be able to do that is those two guys creating steals making plays in the open court uh so that's what really stood out to me is when those guys really locked in defensively in the second half against puerto rico uh th those guys really couldn't do anything i mean they were just racking up steals over and over again and i think uh Anthony Edwards really showing that side of his game a little bit more, you know, defending at the point of attack is going to be something I'm going to be watching. Uh, the guard play for USA stands out to me. I mean, obviously, they're a little bit weak in the front court, but the back courts that they can throw out there, it's a lot of ball handling. It's quite a bit of shooting. Halliburton, Brunson, Edwards. Um, you, you've got even Brandon Ingram at the three who's going to be able to bring the ball up a bunch. We saw Mikael Bridges doing more stuff when he got to Brooklyn with the ball in his hands. Uh, do, you, do you guys envision this team playing a lot of pick and roll? Is it going to be ISO heavy? Like what style of play do you, do you think that they're going to be playing the majority of the time? Well, I think they're going to run. I think, I think that is going to be the hallmark of this team is they're going to try to move as fast as they can up and down the floor. I think that's partially why they're going a little bit smaller. You know, Will brought it up, um, how back up five right now. Um, because I, I just think that's how they want to play. Like, you know, when, uh, when Steve was announced as the next team USA coach, there was all this fun speculation about, well, that means we're going to see warrior action. And I just, 
I, I, I guess I'm holding out hope for that by the time we get to the World Cup, but it's just it, they're not together enough to do anything like super fancy. So, you know, a lot of what Team USA offense is, is, is try to score in transition, you know, run that, yeah, run the pick and roll, run the drag. But, I mean, this is a team that is going to thrive on ball movement and, and breaking you down uh, off the dribble. I mean, you know, catch and shoot threes. Like, they don't have that one guy. Like, even the, the World Cup team from 19, they had Joe Harris. Um, you know, we uh, on the last year's team, I mean, uh, you know, Durant was on the team. Um, Booker, you know, those guys. I mean, so so this team certainly has guys who can shoot. They're all above 30%, at least the first 10 guys are. Um, but, like, I, you know, they, they don't have that, like, uh, I guess that that ace uh, three-ball shooter. So, you know, I think a lot of ISO, a lot of, like a, a lot of pick and roll and just try to move up and down. Well, you don't yeah, think Cam say... Johnson is a spot up is a good enough spot up guy to, to scare <laughs> opposing teams? I mean, it, you know, he can shoot it. Yeah, listen, I'm a North Carolina fan, so I'm riding for Cam Johnson till the death over here. But I think Joe's exactly right. They're going to want to run a lot, and that's going to be the key to their success. Uh, but I think. When they do have to play half-court basketball, I think it's going to be a lot on Jalen Brunson and Tyrese Halliburton, you know, running pick and roll, uh, creating shots for guys. And I think you saw that a lot with Halliburton. You know, something that stood out from for me just watching them uh, a couple of times is just Halliburton seems to just see the game, you know, at a pace that's just different from everybody else. Where he's able to see guys open just a beat quicker, and he makes those quick plays and transition kick ahead passes. You saw a couple of times he'll run a pick and roll and find guys with no look passes wide open under the rim. I, I think, uh, I think knowing the way Steve Kerr operates in Golden State, I think when he sees the things kind of stagnate, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a good bit of Brunson and Halliburton together, those guys being able to attack both sides of the court, you know, really break down defenses, get into the teeth and swing that thing around. Cause that's something we saw, you know, at one of those practices, Steve Kerr really emphasized, Hey, we got to swing the ball around. We got to move it. We got to play together. And Joe noticed this a couple times during one practice where they had like four or five plays where it would be swing, 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 open three in the corner. And we know that's Steve Kerr basketball right there. So I think that's something they're going to want to see more. And they're going to have those guards in there who can get into the paint and start those actions where they can't create it naturally with like split actions where the Warriors are so good at doing that. They want to just be able to have guys go downhill, swing, swing, and get some of those open shots. I mean, relying on athleticism, is, it's been one of the hallmarks of Team USA in international basketball. And, you know, transition offense is uh, – Popular in FIBA. I mean, a lot of teams do this. It's not just Team USA. Uh, you mentioned Jalen Brunson. I mean, getting two feet into the paint is going to be huge, and that's sort of his game. Josh Hart just signed a new contract. I mean, you guys got a chance to talk to him. I know they they kind of held him out until he got the deal done. Uh, Joe, is he going to be their guard stopper? What is he going to play a little bit of four? What's he going to do for them? Yeah, that's the one I'm trying to figure out. It like he. He played, he, he played quite a bit in scrimmages, so I don't want to say that we haven't seen him. We did. Um, but when you saw how they played against Puerto Rico, especially in the positions that he, he plays, you know, we've, we've already been over the two point guards. And then the two shooting guards, well, one is Anthony Edwards, and he's one of their most important players as a dynamic scorer. And then they, 
love. I, they are borderline obsessed with Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves, um, no doubt. And, I was, and, I'm going to get for, to Austin Reeves. Don't worry. I'm saving okay. him for later. Right. You know. <laughs> All right. Well, then I'll just say, and for good reason. So you you mentioned like can he play some some forward? I mean, sure. Uh, you know, you know, Mikael Bridges. They they loved him. He's going to play a bunch. So maybe he takes Will's boys minutes, you know, like some of the Cam Johnson minutes. But I mean, Cam's a lot bigger, um, and, and you know, I, shoots it better. I, yeah, he shoots a little bit better. Uh, so it's it's hard, but I mean, he, you know, he he is the more disciplined version of Marcus Smart uh, when Marcus was on this team uh, in nineteen, and you know, they that going back to the top. Uh, when we were talking about the Darren Jackson winning the, the straw poll, Josh Hart was one of the multiple vote getters. Um, he, he was mentioned a few times just for the, just for the sort of the way he had carried himself. Um, so if he's made that kind of impact on, on his teammates. And then if, you know, you mentioned my story today about Josh uh, sitting out because of the contract extension with the Knicks, you know, Steve told me like he's going to play a big role in this team so maybe we can't see it yet but if, if steve's saying that then there's going to be something that he does in that in a critical moment i'm not sure if anybody's having a better day than josh hart he, he just signed a big contract extension and he's going to spain for a little bit uh that's <laughs> you know that's pretty good now will your guy now i wasn't thinking cam johnson when joe said that i'm thinking bi brandon ingram i mean this could be huge for him uh, in some small ball lineups he could be a four you could even see him playing two if they want to play a little tall ball and have him out there his ball handling is obviously going to be crucial for this team and his shooting uh is he going to be sort of the every everything the swiss army knife player for them yeah, that's certainly what they need from him. And I think talking to him while I was out there, I think that's something that he wants to show his ability just to, you know, check a whole lot of boxes for this team where in New Orleans, he's a primary creator. We know he's a scorer. Uh, he's improved a lot with his passing over the years. And that's something that Steve Kerr talked about after the Puerto Rico game. But I think, you know, being able to make plays defensively, you know, shoot some corner threes. I talked to, you know, Joe and, and Tim Bontemps during the game about, man, I haven't seen Brandon Ingram shoot this many corner threes in one game and forever just because you know they have all of this ball handling around him it's going to be much different than what we're used to seeing from him in new orleans and i think that's something that he wants to embrace uh being able to do a lot of different things to contribute uh to winning and i think it's important for him in particular, just to be a little bit better defensively, to be more attentive, to be there when the ball gets there instead of reacting a lot of the times, which I think is maybe his biggest weakness on defense. He, a lot of times he's a beat slow in his reactions. And I think you saw in that Puerto Rico game, he had a couple of blocks where he was getting there early. And I think that's going to be huge for this team, just having his length out there uh, next to Jaron Jackson, like I said, because they're going to have a lot on his plate as far as protecting the rim. So, I, and I think this is really important, you know, summer for B.I. just to be on the court with guys like Anthony Edwards and Mikael Bridges and to really show that he can separate himself and be a, a notch above uh, some of those guys potentially. And I think, you know, Anthony Edwards obviously has that potential, but I think B.I. also has that potential to be the guy on this team if he's playing, you know, the way we saw at the end of last season with the Pelicans, it's just a matter of him, you know, doing things a little bit differently than we're used to seeing from him. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. 
Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, it's a super young team, and I'm sure all these teams, you know, the, the, that these players play for, are hoping for the Team USA bump for just about everybody. Um, look, if Josh Hart's having the best day of anybody, Austin Reeves has had like the best half a year of just about anybody from a you know second round pick to becoming you know a starter for the Lakers in the playoffs and now he's on Team USA. Uh, is he a point guard? Is that what's happening, Joe? Like, are are we watching Austin Reeves? Just is he going to take over the show by the end of this thing? Well, I need to add a couple more things. Uh, first of all, by all means. In addition to Team USA, he's also now uh, four years and $56 million richer. Um, so he got that Same. back from the Lakers. Uh, <laughs> not too bad there. And I guess he also shot recently, he shot a 68 on the golf course. Um, he is a scratch golfer. So I didn't know that okay. until, uh, until this week. So, um, And he's got to yeah. lead the league in LeBron tweets, too. I mean, who does LeBron tweet about more than Austin Reeves? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, so, yeah, so he's, I mean, like I said, they are enamored with him. There's no doubt about it. Um, point guard, I mean, you, you know, Will and I saw this and we commented on it at the time, like th- there are moments where Steve in these scrimmages plays the two point guards together, but then he rotates them both out at the same time when he does that. And then Austin Reeves becomes the de facto point guard. So, he certainly has like sort of the ranking now is like the third ball handler on this team. He had four assists against Puerto Rico. Um, they, they love that he can create his own shot and that he can also catch and shoot too, um, which he was able to do with on a couple from uh, Halliburton in the first half. So uh, dynamic player. Um, I don't know if I can call him a point guard yet, but I mean, he's, he's going to fill a ton of roles for this team. What do you think, Will? Um, do you think that they're going to keep the same starting lineup for the entire run, or, or do you think they're going to tinker a little bit? I think so, just because I think, like I said, I like the defensive potential they have out there with Ant, Mikhail, and Di just covering so much, you know, area on the perimeter, and then Jaron Jackson at the five. Uh, but I do think, you know, like like Joe said, we're going to see a lot of those bench guys contributing, and I think. You know, what surprised me coming away from camp, I was just like, hey, Austin Reed just has to play flat out. Like, it's not even a question if he had he's going to play. He's been that good. And I think he can contribute in a bunch of different areas. Obviously, his shooting is going to be really important. That's where we get back into the Cam Johnson conversation. They're going to need guys who can space the floor. But Austin Reed just can do so much for them and they're going to need his ball handling, uh, his ability to make plays in transition but I think that starting five is really solid I I was surprised that we didn't see Jalen Brunson take over as much because I thought he was really good in some of the scrimmages uh we saw but yeah I think that that starting group is going to be key for them and they've got to be able to create turnovers and and get out in transition that's that's how this team is going to win 
Yeah, and so I guess uh, as we're looking at the roster, I mean, is is Walker Kessler the Christian Leitner of this team? Is he going <laughs> to even get some run? Well, I mean, if Jaron can't keep his hands to himself, then then they're going to have to they're going to have to do something at that spot. But I think, yeah, I mean, he he was one of the late adds to the team. Um, they had a couple options there, um, but he in FIBA rules, I can't remember if we went over this part of that like you mentioned the no defensive three seconds but there you can also goaltend basically like you can stand yeah. there and and you can't like if you can't block it on the way down but as soon as the ball touches the rim you can knock it off the rim um yeah. and and walker is a more traditional shot blocker among the young players who are out there so he would he would be the guy I, I wanted to add like kind of just in in the middle of all this as we're talking about lineups and what else we might see this week this weekend is going to be very interesting for team USA we're, we're in Spain in Malaga uh, playing two games on a back-to-back um, the first one against is against Luka Doncic in Slovenia and I expect Steve to treat that one as a normal rotation game um, but I I would be shocked if he plays everybody full minutes on a back-to-back. And so I think that next one against Spain, I think you will see a different starting lineup. I think Josh Hart plays a ton in that one. Kessler gets a ton of minutes in that one. Um, and you maybe Halliburton starts, like things like that. I think they mix it up, um, you know, maybe give Garen the night off there. Um, just because, I mean, Steve said the other day there's no load management in FIBA, and that's fine. But back to backs on a summer barnstorming tour, there's also no need for yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, listen, and he doesn't want <laughs> he doesn't want Jaron Jackson to get exposed trying to guard Wancho Hernan Gomez. I mean, let, let's be <laughs> honest here, right? Five of five from three the other night for Wancho. Uh, Will uh, is there anyone that you expect to come away from this thing as sort of a breakout guy, a guy who just stands out above the rest by the when World Cup's over? Uh, let's say team USA wins, although that's not inevitable. Absolutely not. Um, but is there a guy that you think we're going to walk away and say, Oh, he was the guy for this team. Uh, the guy I would, I would still put my money on Anthony Edwards just cause I think he does so much. Uh, but for me, I, I don't know if you could be a breakout guy. If you just got paid $200 million over the summer, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But I think, the, I think the most, the, I think the funnest stretches we'll see with team USA is when Halliburton's going to be on the court. Oh yeah. Just cause his ability to pass his ability to make plays and transition. I think that's when you're going to see this team playing Steve Kerr basketball in transition, you know, spraying the ball on the perimeter. I, I think that's the guy. I'm really interested in and I think it's going to be a real tug of war between him and Jalen Brunson uh, just because I think Brunson is going to be really important you know when the game slows down fourth quarters being able to create those good shots but I think when this team is getting up and down and getting those wings uh, you know making plays in, in the paint it's going to be Halliburton out there doing a lot of that and I think people are going to have a lot of fun watching Tyrese Halliburton create shots for these other guys Joe you got anybody that you're anticipating breaking out? Yeah, I, I mean, I think about Anthony Edwards and, and uh, you know, he plays in a smaller market. Like, he's been on, you know, in the playoffs early, like that kind of thing, like on the edge of them the last couple of years. Um, and he has that star potential. So if he becomes the leading scorer on this team, like he could be he, – he really could emerge – I'm going to go uh, a little bit counter to my guy uh, and say that I do think Jalen Brunson um, could become could become that guy. 
And I think about the game against Puerto Rico, like, yeah, 11 points, only a couple assists, but he had 12 rebounds. And, and that is probably the primary weakness on this team. You know, Jaron Jackson, as we've talked about at length, great player, not a great rebound. Um, and they're going to play small. And so to have a, a bowling ball of a point guard who can crash the boards, um, I think that's going to matter. And so, yeah, I think when I break out, I'm going to go Edwards, but also Jalen Brunson. Wow. Uh, Joe, I'm extremely jealous of you right now. I love Malaga. Uh, it's a great city. Enjoy the tapas and the cava. Get the dry rosé. And I cannot believe that you're going to get to watch basketball in Manila. That's on my basketball bucket list. So uh, enjoy that experience. I can't wait to read the stories that you're going to write from there. Uh, Will, I know you're going to be writing from home, but, uh, you know, go find a find a tapas place in New Orleans. You guys have good food. You can figure it out. Uh, for Joe Varden and Will Guillory, I'm Dave DeFore, and this has been the Athletic NBA Show, Team USA versus the World, special edition. Thanks for listening.